0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. I cannot believe it. It is my last and final podcast of 2023. Uh, What an incredible year it has been. And just overall like in wrestling, but also like my personal life. It's just been a really uh, good year. And I hope that everybody who is uh, watching this either watching live or watching on a replay. I hope that everybody is having a wonderful, New Year's celebration. It's New Year's Eve. Uh, tonight's going to be very fun. Ringing in the brand new New Year of 2024. Uh, so I, for one, am stoked. I hope I really make it till midnight because I have been uh, up and running since 5 a.m. today. I already did bust it open. Uh, after that, I took a nap for about maybe 30, 45 minutes. And then I woke up to do the show. And so, and so it's literally just been like back-to-back nonstop, uh, pretty much like every day at this point. But anyways, I'm excited because today I'm going to be picking my very favorite match from each and every single WWE 2023 premium live event. And this is also going to include NXT pay per views as well. And if you're here, if you're live, um, as we go through the shows, I want to make sure that you guys share yours as well. Because uh, I want to see if you guys had the exact same picks as me, or if maybe you had a different one. And if you watch this on replay, you can also let me know in the comment section below. So this should be a good time. So let's get to it. First and foremost, I want to uh uh shout out matt right uh for getting us started with our first super chat of the day saying happy new year denise wwe absolutely killed it in 2023 tomorrow night is gonna build on it see you mania week uh tomorrow wwe day one special edition of monday night raw i feel it's going to be super fun and newsworthy like i have a feeling that wwe is gonna kick things off uh with a bang they got a big week of events raw New Year's evil Smackdown revolution. They got so much going on the entire week. I'm pretty excited for it as well. And yeah, honestly, like looking back when I was making my list For all of the matches that I most liked from every pay-per-view. I was like, damn, there was so many matches. There were some pay-per-views where I kind of struggled to pick a match because there was a couple that I really enjoyed. So let's get to it, everybody. And again, make sure to share yours as we go. Uh, Let's do this. Here we go. So we're going to go ahead and kick it off with the first one. Uh, First pay-per-view of the year was the uh, 2023 royal rumble so with this particular pay-per-view i was very excited because it was the first royal rumble that i had ever attended live like i had never been to a royal rumble in person so i was very excited about going out there and you know counting down and getting to do all of the things that fans do at the rumble and so i was so freaking stoked it was a pretty decent night of course the highlights of the day were definitely both the men's and the women's Royal Rumble. But when I think to the very best match of the night for the Royal Rumble, I'm giving my pick to the men's Royal Rumble. So of course we had Cody Rhodes, win this match, it was a a massive moment for Cody because, uh, you know, he is really on this journey in WWE since his return at uh, WrestleMania 38. And then unfortunately, you know, he had been injured for a while. So then he came back at the Royal Rumble and he had the big grand moment. So that was freaking good. And I love that throughout the entire match. Who was the person that came in like right at the beginning? It was Gunther Gunther was in there for over an hour and 11 minutes. And so this man was fighting to be the winner and to make it all the way to the end, but not be able to win it all. I loved the story of the guy who had been in there the entire time fighting for his moment, and the guy who had been fighting, but in a different kind of a way. And so the men's Royal rumble was definitely my pick for best match of the 2023 Royal rumble. And let's not forget that we also got that, uh, freaking tease uh, with Brock and Gunther because uh, that's something that I definitely cannot uh, forget here. Uh, Thank you so much to Dawn aka Smiley Girl who says Happy New Year's Denise. Here's to the next 11 months exactly benoit richter who i haven't seen in a while benoit uh, nice to see you he says i'm missing the live stream but i wanted to say thank you for all the content you're my pod your podcast is my match of the year let's go uh thank you so much for all of the support and love and for sending this in and we got brother dan uh who says happy new year's denise and everyone also a dwo member now for three months so thank you so much For the love, we got Daniel is Jay, who says, Happy New Year's. How is Knott's Berry Farm? Good news. I went yesterday to Knott's and I realized that I'm still not old. I was able to stuff down a spicy chicken sandwich and still go on all of the rides. I went on Excalibur again, which is one of the scariest rides there, I think. Second scariest. And I love that ride. It was fun. Uh, But Daniel, thank you so much for the super chat. Let's keep it moving, everybody. Let's get into NXT Vengeance Day. So this was the first uh, PLE for the NXT side of things. And this one here, um, I have to go with the opening match. And that was Wesley defeating Dijak for the NXT North American Championship. This, to me, was the best match because I feel like it really showed that Wesley had what it takes had what it took to be NXT North American champion. They went in there and worked a very, very exciting match and it's kicked off the show and it got people like really excited for it, but it ended up truly being the very best match. And when I look back at this year, I think that Wesley, he had a lot of really good moments. And of course, you know, um, he, ended up getting injured he's going to be having surgery so we're not going to be seeing him for a while but i do want to point out that he had a very good 2023 so that is my favorite match for nxt vengeance day now let's get into february 18th elimination chamber so elimination chamber was a very freaking interesting because i don't know how many of you guys remember this but i was like kind of uh, I was a little bit bummed out with the main event because I kind of felt like with the main event, I felt like there should have just been more that actually went down. At that time, we still hadn't had, um, you know, this big implosion with the bloodline just yet. It was still uh, it was still brewing, essentially. Like, it hadn't happened just yet. And I remember kind of feeling, like, coming off of Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, given how hot the storyline was and how much interest there was in this, I remember feeling like this match just did not um, have a shocking or any sort of like crazy ending or anything like that. Roman Reigns defeats Sami Zayn. But when I look at this entire pay per view, though, from top to bottom, I'm still going to give the best match to Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns for two reasons. I did like the body of the match a whole lot. Of course, I thought they could have done a lot more with the ending of it. But the body of the match was still the very best. And two, man, just Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, they really, the, the polar opposite chemistry that we saw, the polar opposite personalities between them made for really good chemistry. So for that reason, I feel like we definitely have to um, rank this one as the very best. For this particular pay-per-view, especially because, man, what a moment it was for Sami Zayn to also be, you know, in Montreal, in uh, main eventing against the most uh, dominant champion in WWE in a very long time, and that being Roman Reigns. So, uh, seriously, so Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, that one's getting the W for me even though i still think that they should have had a way more exciting ending to this match uh we have darf steven who sends in a super chat saying happy new year's to my friend denise i feel like nxt really made a huge leap in 2023 oh damn right dude i feel like at i feel like almost every nxt podcast that i did this year i feel like at some point i was sitting here talking about how they had a really good um uh showcase for 2023 so thank you so much to Steven. We got brother Dan who says, thank you for being the best highlight on your podcast. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate everybody who comes in and checks out these podcasts, whether it be on YouTube, Apple pods or Spotify or any place else. I truly appreciate anybody who has devoted any second of their time uh, to this show. So thank you so much to brother Dan. So let's keep it going, guys. Next up, we got April 1st and that is Stand and Delivered. Now, this was an extra special show for me because uh, I was able to be part of the kickoff panel. Uh, for, I don't know how many of you guys remember this, but um, that was probably one of my favorite. It was definitely my favorite moment of of my year, but it was also my favorite moment of like my career in general because um, this was held at The the Crypto.com Arena, which was formerly known as the Staples Center. Now, when I was a kid growing up, there was two venues that I went to to watch pro wrestling. One of them was the Staples Center and one of them was the Arrowhead Pond. So those two venues were the ones where I would go and watch Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-views and whatever it is that they had out here in California. And so the Staples Center really, really holds a very special place in my heart because I have sat there like literally, I feel like every seat at one point, uh, I have seen so many shows there. So to be part of that kickoff panel, and getting to close out the pre show, it was so freaking cool, man. I look back so fondly on that day. I look back so fondly on that experience. I, I was so excited because I can tell you guys, honestly, and I know some of you are probably not going to believe this, but I did not feel an ounce of nerves doing that. The only thing that I felt was excitement. That was it. And I know that some of you are probably like, wait, you weren't nervous? What the hell? No, I was not nervous at all. So it was a very special experience for me. And so for that reason, like, Uh, This was a very special day overall. But when I think about the match that I most loved on this card, uh, I actually went back to rewatch it this morning because I wanted to have more of like some fresh thoughts in my mind about it. Because keep in mind, a lot of these matches I haven't seen since the first time they actually happened. Um, But this one here, I was just talking about Wesley and the great year that I thought that he had. And we mentioned the match that he had with Dijak as one of my favorites. well, Wesley defending his NXT North American championship in a fatal five way match also took my pick for match of the night at NXT stand and deliver. This was against Axiom, Dragon Lee, Ilya Dragunov and J.D. McDonough and this was very cool because when I going back and rewatching this seeing where like everybody ended up going and doing I thought was pretty cool so you have J.D. McDonough who ended up getting drafted to the Raw roster and has been uh, doing his thing with the Judgment Day you have Ilya Dragonov who would later go on to become NXT Champion by the end of the year then you have Dragon Lee who um, would also go to the main roster but then also later win the NXT North American Champion championship and then axiom who for the most part i don't think they probably could have done a little bit more with axiom throughout the year but you know what he's there and he's still doing stuff and then wesley of course we already talked about the injury but he still kind of proved himself as nxt north american champion uh through and through so for that reason uh, this was the best match for me at uh nxt stand and deliver um, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson who just gifted ten DWO memberships. Sheldon Jackson out here, freaking, uh, ending the year with a bang, man. Thank you so much to Sheldon. Uh, I appreciate this a whole lot. All right, next up, let's get into WrestleMania Night One. Now, this one was also a really fun show. Uh, for my personal experience on this particular, uh, this particular pay-per-view this was my first time ever watching Wrestlemania on floor seats I had never been floor seats for for Wrestlemania ever the only time I ever sat floor seats was in WWE was for like a Raw show one time and maybe like a house show or something but for the most part I'm never in the floor seats because when you're short if you're not in the first few rows you ain't gonna see shit so I don't normally aim for the for the floor seats but this time I got lucky being part of the media team uh they allowed me to uh to be on the floor and so I got to watch Wrestlemania like super close and so that was a really cool experience uh being at SoFi Stadium I had uh I had only been in there like one time before. So it was a really cool experience to be at SoFi. Uh, getting to see the big giant stage. I mean, that thing looked big on TV, but that thing looked even bigger in person. When I walked in, I was like, damn, how'd they get this in here? Uh, So it was a really big uh, night, uh, two nights. It was very exciting. You could feel the electricity in the air. Like you knew your ass was at WrestleMania. Um, And when I think back to night one though, so I get two picks here, guys, night one and night two. Night one was really great because you had, uh, of course, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, which ended up killing it. But when I thought about what my favorite, favorite match of night one was, I'm giving it to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. So the reason why I'm giving it to them is because first of all, I loved this match. I thought the tag team action was so freaking good. The storytelling in all of this, the dynamic between Sami Zayn and Jey Uso, all of that. I was digging all of it. And um, getting to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win the titles raising the titles up freaking high and getting to see them in this big giant venue to do that was incredible. Now, I for those of you who don't know, I grew up going to PWG events, literally in like Hollywood, uh, back, back in the day when their tickets were like 20 something dollars, $25, and you could sit in the third row. Uh, that's how far back I'm talking. And I used to watch these guys. I used to watch these guys, uh, freaking uh, Kevin Steen and Al-, Al Generico. I used to watch them in PWG, in this like stuffy little building, um, the stuffy little building with X amount of people. I don't know how many people were in there, but uh, the fact that seeing them as a younger person back in the day in that building. And then kind of then seeing them perform at this stage at this level. Uh it kind of hit in all of these different ways. And to see them have this WrestleMania moment together as friends, there was no way I was not picking this match uh, as my favorite match of WrestleMania night one. But of course Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair came in at a very, very close second um for this one. Uh, so thank you. We are getting so many different thoughts on this, by the way, guys. Um Oh my gosh, we got Brandon Rosen here who sends in a super chat saying, Happy New Year, Denise. My favorite match from WrestleMania night one was definitely KO and Sammy winning the tag titles. It was the feel-good ending that we all needed from that storyline. All the best in 2024. Yes, it definitely was the feel-good ending. Uh, We didn't get the feel-good ending with Roman and Cody, but we got the feel-good ending with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So thank you so much to Brandon. Also, thank you so very much to Brother Dan, who just gifted five DWO memberships. You rock, Brother Dan. I really appreciate you doing that. Steven Marchulli says, Charlotte versus Rhea was match of WrestleMania weekend, if not the match of 2023. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna fight you on this. That was a phenomenal matchup. And in fact, it was my favorite women's match of 2023. Uh, if you guys didn't see that video, that video is also up here on the channel where uh, myself, Kate, Veda, and Alex all pick our top matches of 2023 for women's wrestling. So thank you so much to Stephen Marchuli. Let's keep it going. WrestleMania night two. So this one was also a really good night. Of course, we had Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Say what you want about the ending, however you felt about it. I thought that the body of the match was also really freaking great. I love that. Um, Bianca Belair versus Asuka was pretty damn good, too. Uh, I even liked Brock Lesnar versus Amaz. But with all of that being said, my favorite match of night two and also my favorite match of WrestleMania 39 period was The triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. And this was Gunther defeating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Now, my friends, there is absolutely no way I'm ranking any match above this one for WrestleMania because this was exactly what I love. Hard, hard hitting matches, man. These two, I mean, sorry, these three were literally beating the life out of each other like they had personal vendettas against one another like they owed each other money uh like I don't know like shit was personal between them that's the way that they worked this match and so for that reason uh not only did we um have this really kick-ass match right but Gunther man he went on to have a phenomenal chef's kiss uh, reign throughout the entire uh, year as intercontinental champion. I already lost track on how many days he's at at this point. But Gunther really has been consistently proving himself uh, over and over and over again. So my friends, WrestleMania 39, night two, but also best match of WrestleMania 39 was this intercontinental championship match. Uh, So yeah, there you go. Alrighty, everyone. We got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson, who says, WrestleMania Night One ended with a bang, and WrestleMania Night Two ended with a whimper. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens at WrestleMania Forty. I- I'm so excited for WrestleMania Forty because I feel like it could really go in so many freaking directions. Like that's another that's another podcast for another day. But thank you so much to Charles and Jackson for that. Um, all right, let's keep it going. Let's get to Backlash on May six so backlash um was a very special show it was in puerto rico and it was very very fun now it was headlined by cody rhodes and brock lesnar fun good match sure but the match and also i got i want to shout out the opening match too which was bianca belair and io sky that was really great too crowd was really freaking on fire for that but the very best match was the San Juan street fight between Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. There is absolutely no way this match was not going to win. These guys went out there for about 25 minutes and just did all of these like really cool spots, had so much happening in this match. The fact that Bad Bunny was down to do half of the things that we saw play out in this match, After this, I was like, dude, I have so much respect for Bad Bunny, the wrestler, than I ever did before. Of course, there was always that respect because he's a very well-known and very uh, popular musician. But when it comes to pro wrestling, totally different animal, totally different beast. But the fact that he went in there and he didn't have to, like, he's already famous and rich and doesn't have to do anything. But he went in there because he loves wrestling. He's a big fan. And he had a very, very special match with Damian Priest that if I was doing the top 10 list for best WWE matches of 2023, this match would be up there because of the uh, overall uh, entertainment that they provided for this match. So uh, Backlash was definitely going to uh, Damian Priest and Bad. Bunny, but let's keep it moving. May 27th, we had Night of Champions, and this was over in Saudi Arabia. Uh, there were some good matches on here as well, man, like some really good stuff. Um, we got to see Trish Jadis and Becky Lynch here, we got to see Gunther and Mustafa Ali. Um, we had the main event was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the bloodline, but oh, and then we had Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes, but to me the best match of the night of champions pay-per-view was Seth freaking Rollins defeating AJ Styles for the world heavyweight championship, which culminated, uh, which was the finals of the World heavyweight championship tournament that we saw um, on Raw and SmackDown and all of that. Uh, This match was phenomenal. This year, we also saw Seth Rollins really, really kill it as world heavyweight champion. I know some people were kind of like in uh, towards somewhere halfway through towards his reign, people were kind of losing a little bit of interest in Seth Rollins. But when I think about the work that he did specifically with um, not just AJ Styles in this particular matchup, but what I think of the work that he did with Finn Balor, that to me was some really good stuff there. And obviously now he's moving on to something even bigger and better, which is the CM Punk feud. Cannot wait for all of that. But throughout from like, From this point on, from May 27th when he won the title to right now, December 31st, uh, Seth Rollins was my second favorite performer in WWE. My first favorite was Gunther, my second favorite was Seth Rollins, and it was because of matches like this. Uh, Him and AJ, a blast. I loved it. Uh, That one had to take the win for me. Um we have a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson who says priest versus bad bunny should have maintained main evented backlash over Cody versus Brock. I agree. I agree. When I was kind of going back right now and looking at the card for backlash when I was picking out my matches of the year, I was thinking like damn in my mind that was the main event like i had forgotten that brock and cody was the main event for that pay-per-view in my mind it's bad Bunny and damian priest because that's really um what i remember from the show so uh that's where i'm at with that so thank you so much to sheldon jackson for sending that in i appreciate it a whole lot Uh, i agree with this comment here from md cyclo who says seth cannot have a bad match I think Seth Rollins is one of the most exciting wrestlers in WWE. I think that his style is so fun to watch. Uh, I'm a Seth Rollins fan, guys. I really am. And we got brother Dan out here who says that he also thought that this was a fantastic match. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and continue on from here. So, after Night of Champions, we go over to the NXT side of things, May 28th, NXT Battleground. So, my favorite match of this particular pay per view. Hold on, I was like, wait, what did I pick again? I'm looking at this and I'm like, what did I pick? What did I pick? Um, All right, here we go. So I think the reason why I didn't remember off the top of my head was because I had two matches that I was torn between. Um, So I had Ilya Dragunov and Dijak. uh, in the last man standing and or Carmella Hayes broad breaker, but I have to go with Elia Dragunov die Jack because that's the one that I kind of remember a little bit more. So there's some like I have not rewatched a lot of these matches. So this is all literally just what I remember. And this one to me was the one that stood out the most. Of course, Elia Dragunov went on to have a phenomenal year. Like when you think of phenomenal years for especially the NXT side of things, it was definitely Ilya dragunov's year, but also Carmelo Hayes had a great year. Uh, Bron Breaker, he had some really good moments too. He kind of took a little bit of a back seat where he like wasn't at the very, very top of the main event scene. But regardless, he was still doing cool stuff on NXT. But this year, man, Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragonoff, they just ran this whole entire year. So I'm gonna go with Ilya Dragonoff and Dijak last man standing NXT Battleground. All right, July 1st, Money in the Bank. So this one here, I was also torn between two matches. One of them was uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. I had just mentioned how much I love the work that these two did together. And then the other one was, oh, shit, I was torn between three, both the men's and the women's Money in the Bank matches. So there was three matches that I heavily enjoyed in this pay-per-view, Oh, boy. And they're so different, though. It's very hard to compare matches like Seth Rollins and Finn Balor against Money in the Bank matches just because, uh, you know, with Money in the Bank matches, there's all of these spots and things that happen. Um, And let's not forget, they also had the Bloodline Civil War tag team match here. The reason why I didn't go with the Bloodline Civil War is, from what I remember, I kind of was expecting a little bit more of, like, violence in this match because it's, like, supposed to be a Civil War type of thing. Uh, I did like it, but I was expecting a little bit more with that. So I think I'm going to give my official pick over to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match with Io Sky defeating Bailey, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Selena Vega, and Zoe Stark. I'm going with them because that one's the one that I remember most of the spots that they did here, and I remember just being so intrigued by how what Bailey was doing. I was intrigued by the uh, interactions between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, and so for that reason, the women's Money in the Bank takes my pick for best match at money in the bank. Although this one was a tough one. I feel like you can go, I feel like you can go with the men's money in the bank too. Or you can go with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor because like I said, they did some really good work throughout the year. We have a very, and I mean very generous super chat here from Vin. Vin, thank you so very much for this. Vin sends in a super chat saying, great to see one of the goats, Trish Stratus, back this year. Hopefully we get another extended run this year. Happy New Year. Keep up the good work. Uh, Trish Stratis, um, she had a pretty good year uh, today, I uh, think today, this year as well because she went out there and I'm not going to, Put out any spoilers on this list just yet, but uh, this is not going to be the only time we're talking about Trish Stratus. We're going to talk about Trish Stratus again later on uh, on this podcast because I think that Trish Stratus proved that age does not mean squat if you like take care of yourself. And she's definitely taken very good care of herself. She went out there and she proved multiple times over. And keep in mind, like, I wasn't even, like, a big Trish fan back in the day. I was a Lita girl. Lita was my girl. But this version of – how do I explain this? So I was a bigger Lita fan, all right? I've said this a bunch of times. But the recent version that we got of Lita and the recent version of Trish Stratus, I would have to pick the recent version of Trish Stratus because I think she did really great work. And I'll talk more about her – later on i think you all know where i'm going with this but vin thank you very much for this generous super chat and i do hope that we get to see trish status uh do a little bit more in 2024 like i would not hate that at all um all right so we are now on to the next pay-per-view which was july 30th and that was the great american bash for nxt oh this one's easy guys i'm pretty sure everyone here knows what match i'm gonna pick uh, it is Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov with Carmelo Hayes defeating him for the NXT championship. I did a watch along for this match. You can go fast forward, get to that part. I am freaking out the entire time over this match. Um, This match left a mark on me. Let's just leave it on that. It left a mark on me. It made such an impression. There was no way that... um it left such an impression on me that even though we saw this match multiple times, I didn't care. I loved it each and every single time. And it's almost like a blur where I couldn't even decide which one I liked most when I think about it. But I remember really loving this one the best, especially because we had never really seen what these two guys can go, um, with what they can do with each other once they actually go for it. And so this one was kind of just like, damn, you'll, you both had all of that in there and you all just brought it right now. Um, So yes, Carmelo Hayes, Ilya Jaganoff, best match of the Great American Bash, July 30th. All righty, let's go ahead and move on to one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. And this one here was um, SummerSlam, August 5th. And this was another really big show here. We had a lot of really good stuff that went down. Um... Damn, some of the stuff that we saw for uh, SummerSlam was, okay, so we saw Seth Rollins from Balor again. Good match too. I loved the WWE Women's Championship match, which was the triple threat, Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair. That was one of my favorite matches for in women's wrestling in WWE for this year as well. I just loved all of the different combinations and things that they did there. I was a fan of that. Um, I don't remember loving Sky Bianca Belair the second time around. round. As much as the first time, I don't remember exactly how I felt about this, that one. But we also got Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. So that was a really huge matchup. Uh, very, very huge matchup there. But, and then we also saw Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar too. But, damn, we also had Logan Paul and Ricochet. I almost forgot about that too. And they had some interesting spots in there. But I already know my match. of um, I already knew this one going in there. I just wanted to give a couple of shout-outs to some of the other matches. But. Uh, and it is again intercontinental championship Gunther and Drew McIntyre uh this was definitely the best match for me I thought that I was I didn't want to see this match end. like I wanted them to have more time because I just thought they did such a phenomenal job and I feel like not only did we continue to see the great work that Gunther has done but I feel like this was the the first glimpse that we saw of Drew McIntyre coming back to really reclaim his spot uh as a top guy in WWE. So for that reason, Gunther Drew McIntyre, best match of SummerSlam. Uh, there we go. That's my pick for that one. All righty. Uh, we actually have a super sticker here from Brother Dan. Thank you so much for sending in this super sticker. And we got a lot of people out here who are um, who are putting um who are putting that this match was definitely a lit one and that it was very freaking good. I agree. We got people voting uh, Brock and Cody. We got other people voting Seth and Finn. But honestly, that's the one that I love the most. All right. And so here we go. September 2nd. Let's get into Payback. So I had mentioned that you would be hearing the name Trish Jadis once again. And I loved this match so much. I went back and rewatched this. (laughs) Uh, literally today, uh, after my nap, when I woke up, I rewatched this match again, and I kind of wanted to, again, have it fresh in my mind and the best match, hands down, Becky Lynch defeating Trish Stratus in that steel cage match that opened up the show. A lot of people had been wondering why this match wasn't at SummerSlam. Well, you know what? They came hella through on payback. They had so many big spots in the steel cage match: the superplex off the top rope, the bulldog uh, off the top rope, the uh, the, the callbacks to uh, to to pay homage to people like Victoria, uh, Lita. All of that. It was so much aggression in this match between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Even the moment where Becky Lynch locked her, um, made sure to lock Zoe Stark in the cage too. All of those moments were just like, yes, give us more. The entire time, it it really just kept you going, give us more. We want more. This match is awesome. So I think that they really redeemed this storyline because there was a couple of criticisms from people where they really didn't didn't like some of the promo work that we were seeing between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, uh, primarily on Trish Stratus's end. I didn't hate some of it. I thought that when they did the piped in uh, booze for Trish Stratus, I thought that was unnecessary. But regardless, I thought that they uh, pulled it together. And then when it came to the actual matchup, they really ended this feud that they had been doing for several, several weeks, several months, maybe. Um, they really pulled it together and really ended things on an exclamation point. And not only that, Zoe Stark was a big part of this too, as she was the right hand woman to Trish Stratus and during this we saw we really saw Zoe Stark get a, this set her up man this set her up to eventually go on to face Rhea Ripley uh, she also faced Becky Lynch I mean she did a lot and given that this was her first story on the main roster it really set her up for success so uh, shout out to Trish Stratus for going out there and uh, really really uh, having a great story with um, Becky Lynch and also Helping put, over, uh, helping put over Zoe Stark in giving her the rub and all of that. All righty, let's keep it going, everybody. So next up, we got the September 30th NXT No Mercy. All right, so um, y'all already know my pick here too, although I know a lot of people really liked Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, but this one's also going to Ilya Dragunov, Carmelo Hayes, guys. I'm not going to pick any other match, like, ever. If they're on the card you got to really give me something extremely spectacular for me to pick otherwise. Uh, so again, best match, Ilya Dragunov defeating Carmelo Hayes, winning the NXT championship. Uh, finally, because I remember I had been talking about this every week on my Tuesday NXT post show. When the hell are we going to be seeing freaking Ilya Dragunov? Win the NXT championship and then it finally happened here. Uh close uh second shout out would be that Becky Lynch Tiffany Stratton uh matchup that would be uh a runner-up, but Ilya dragonoff K- Carmelo Hayes to me is just like pshroom, skyrocketed, you know? Um, all right, let's keep this going. October 7th, Fast Lane. Um, so what the hell did I pick for this? Give me one second as I refresh my brain here. What did I pick for Fast Lane? Okay, that's what I picked for Fastly. I was looking at this and I was like, what the hell did I pick? (laughs) All right, so this match, uh, this show here, uh, they kept it very, very smooth. We saw Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, main event in a last man standing match. We also saw John Cena and Ally Knight team up to take on the Bloodline. And we also got to see the LWO and Carlito against the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso defeating the Judgment Day. So we had a lot going on on the show a lot of multi-man matches but screw the men on this one i'm giving the win um for my favorite match of fast lane to the women and this was the wwe women's championship triple triple threat match between eel sky oscar and Charlotte Flair Uh, you guys know this I kind of have a little bit of a weakness for triple threats because when they're done good I think they could be some of the most exciting type of matches that you can see and this one I thought they did a really great job with just everything that they pulled out here I mean you had top-notch competitors in this match and my whole criticism with Io Sky has been that prior to the Bailey damage control storyline I kind of felt like they weren't really giving Io Sky a whole lot especially since You know, she, you know, WWE Women's champion, you would definitely expect a lot more from her. Um, but when she's out there in the ring having this, having any sort of match, she always ends up being a highlight. She always helps steal the show. We were just talking about her matchup at uh Backlash with Bianca Belair. So, this match here, best match for Fastlane. And we have a super chat here from. Sheldon Jackson, thank you so much to Sheldon who says, Trish put over Zoe in a way Ronda was supposed to put over Shayna and for some reason it didn't happen. Dude, you know what's sad? When I was was, um, thinking of my video ideas and what I was going to do, I was thinking about doing a best and worst match and the only reason, like for each (laughs) pay-per-view. But the reason why I was inspired to do that was because of Ronda and Shayna in that MMA rules match that they did. But then I was like, damn, there's not like there wasn't many matches that I saw throughout the like there was some that I thought were not great. Right. But to put them at worst was also not supposed to like I would have felt weird about it, I think. So that's why I didn't do a best and worst and I only stuck to the best. But had I done a best and worst list, that Ronda Shayna match would have been on there. Uh, So, yeah, it wasn't good, guys. It wasn't good. But Sheldon Jackson, thank you so much for the super chat. He also says. Fastlane the birth of gifted subs to the DWO what that was the birth holy smoke Fastlane was October 7th holy smokes guys um Sheldon thank you so much because I'm looking at this and I'm like October 7th December 31st and you're coming on so many shows and gifting DWO memberships that is freaking awesome Ah! (laughs) all right Sheldon thank you so freaking much um all right uh we need to press on into November 4th crowned jewel so this was also a show that had a lot of really good matches uh just to refresh some memories here we had seth rollins and drew mcintyre that was some uh, really great stuff. We saw Rhea Ripley in that Fatal 5 wave uh, where she defending her champ- her Women's World Championship match. I would put this up there as one of also her best for the year. Uh, I loved all the spots that they did, especially because they had a lot of women in here that were just badasses with Nia Jax, Raquel, Shayna, and Zoe Stark. All of that was good too. We had Sol- Sola Sikoa literally brutalize and kill John Cena with like a hundred Samoan spikes. Um, I don't know what we saw more of. More DWL memberships from Sheldon Jackson or more Samoan spikes from Solo Sikoa to John Cena. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Um, we also saw Logan Paul Rey Mysterio, Logan Paul becoming the new United States Championship, EF Sky uh, successfully uh, defending her WWE Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. We saw Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest, Roman Reigns defeating LA Knight. There was quite a bit on this pay-per-view It was a pretty good crown jewel, but my friends, The winner of this, um, the one that I would say was the very best, was Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. This was the match that, if you were to imagine any match between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, that is exactly what this was. Uh, A fast-paced, hard-hitting, great way to open up open up the main card of the show uh they had a really good like nearly 20 minute match this this one definitely is one of the reasons why i had said that seth rollins was my second favorite competitor in wwe this year due to the caliber of matches that he had again with those guys that i mentioned earlier as well as drew mcintyre all righty and let's keep it going we got a couple more pay-per-views actually we only have two Dang, I was like wondering how long it would take to get through all of them because it's a lot, guys. It's definitely a lot. All right, November 25th, uh, Survivor Series War Games. So I right away, I'm going to start making my life easier, guys. And next year, I'm going to uh, start next year on Twitter. I'm going to have to start like recording what I like the best because I had a hard time kind of remembering what was my favorite thing for every pay-per-view? There were some that were more obvious than others, but there were some where I was sitting there going, what happened on the show? Let me think about this. What did I love the most? And kind of the same thing happened with to me with Survivor Series war games. Like I still don't have an answer here on my sheet because I was really trying to remember what I liked most. Was it the women's war games? Was it the men's war games? Because um, they were so different, you know? so freaking different like i loved the women's because there was all of those big spots with eo doing her trash bin spot with Charlotte's coming off the top rope the story with bailey and damage control and then the way that they uh the, the way that it ended and then when you had all of the women on the top of the cage but then you had also the men's war games which was like damn we got to see randy Orton come back and he looked freaking great um i know my answer i know my answer it's the women's war games i I know my answer because that's the one where I'm like, I loved this. I loved that. And when I think about the men's war games, there was only so much that I really enjoyed. And I also didn't like certain aspects of the story. So for that reason, it's the women's war games and, I'm pretty sure I felt this way when I covered the (laughs) pay-per-view. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch my own post show for this and remember what the hell I said. (laughs) But it's the women's war games that takes the win for me uh, for a Survivor Series, which is pretty cool because I'm looking at this and I'm going, damn, there were a lot of times where the women outdid the men. And it's not even like a... Particip- participation trophy type of thing because I don't like that shit I don't do no participation trophy stuff if you're the best match you're the best match regardless of gender regardless of whether or not I'm a fan of you there's been times where I'm not a fan of certain people and they go out there and they perform the hell off they perform uh, the very best they're the ones I like the very best so there you go um but that one for me is the women's war games all righty and we got one final pay-per-view to get into and that was december 9th a deadline and um let me just run down the card really quickly here what did i pick for this oh yeah i know exactly what i picked for this all right so we had two iron survivor matches we had the women's iron survivor which we saw blair davenport win and we had the men's iron survivor which we saw trick williams win we also saw dragon lee Uh, take the place of Wesley and he ended up winning the NXT North American Championship from Dominic Mysterio. Um, We also saw Kiana James and Roxanne Perez and that steel cage match was not bad at all. Ilya Dragunov, Baron Corbin, not my favorite, Uh, probably my least favorite Ilya Dragunov match that I saw throughout the entire year. So sorry, but the winner for this one and my favorite match of NXT deadline 2023 was the men's iron survivor i thought they oh my gosh the ending when trick williams went from zero to four wins i thought they executed it very nicely in a way where i felt like it was like i could buy it i could buy that trick williams went from zero to four and um the reaction that he got when he won the big pop coming off of that i thought that was a really really cool thing to see and i way that they made it different from the women's uh iron survivor the women's iron survivor was really fun too but i think it was just the overall excitement that i felt watching the men's iron survivor so that one is my pick for best match of deadline we did it guys holy smokes there was one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve hold on how many pay-per-views we talking 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So counting two days of WrestleMania, it's 18 shows. But if you count WrestleMania, the both nights together, then 17. But I think you should count them separately because, you know, it's a whole ass card. So I would definitely say uh, we got to give it the full uh, 18. So there you guys go. That was the pod for the very best WWE match of each and every single PLE that there is here uh, today. Um, yeah, and we got a lot of people putting over in the finish to the men's Iron Survivor. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Zeno Hours says WWE's best moment. Oh, that's a tough one. Hmm. No, maybe it's not that tough for this year. I feel like the first thing that popped into my mind was, was, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning the tag team titles. I feel like that had to be up there in terms of best moment for me, at least. Uh, I really love seeing that. Alrighty, everyone, that is a wrap. Holy smokes, my last and final podcast of 2023. Uh, God, I think I did like 322 podcasts this year. And that's not including interviews. That's not including news videos. There's a lot, a lot of content that went up this year, like so freaking much. So um, before I go, I really hope that everybody has a wonderful wonderful and safe New Year celebration. And I will be back next week. I will be here to talk about NXT. I will be here to talk about AEW. I will be here to talk about SmackDown. And I will also be here to talk about collision. So next week, back to the normal schedule, excited to kick off 2024 and a good start. Um, And lastly, before I go, um, if you haven't already, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. I'm about to hit 133,000 subscribers. So I'm going to end the year in a whole new number, which I'm excited. And then also, if you haven't already, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, Rate the show hopefully it's a good rating. If it's a bad rating, don't, don't go do it. Don't go. Um, But if it's a good rating, if you've enjoyed this podcast or any of my other podcasts and interviews, uh, please go over there and, uh, you know, let the people know. And the links to that are in the description box below. But other than that, thank you guys so much. And I will see you all next year. Bye, everyone.